0: Hey, welcome to Fandom Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything and everything fandom. Today is our very first episode, and we are very, very excited to bring it to you today. To kick things off, we're going to be starting off a new series called State of the Fandom. Today's State of the Fandom episode will be about a series that hasn't gotten nearly as much love as it should have, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. So, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney attorney a game series that has not gotten nearly as much love as it should have from capcom now capcom proprietors of such famous series as street fighter and mega man has kind of been going into a strange new direction recently street fighter 5 while being a very well polished and well-rounded game is starting to fade into obscurity whereas their mega man franchise is finally getting some love in the form of the all-new mega man 11 now a couple years ago capcom was so bankrupt or i guess they're you know losing money and stuff that they were up to for auction and a lot of people wanted nintendo to buy capcom of course it's never going to happen because that is a dream scenario of the two companies merging together but still progressing from that point to where we are now it's pretty interesting Phoenix Trite Ace Attorney started roughly 10-15 years ago. The series started on Game Boy Advance and moved to the Nintendo DS for uh, worldwide release. The first three games are masterpieces where uh, the first and the third game are very solid outings, whereas the middle one is slightly weaker but still hailed as a masterpiece of sorts. The direct follow-up, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney, which was, uh, which utilized the DS hardware for what it was, um, is uh, for whatever reason, slightly not as well received by fans, even though I personally loved the game. Uh, following up that game was a spin-off called Miles Edgeworth Ace Attorney Investigations. Or Ace Attorney of Investigations, Miles Edgeworth, whatever. (laughs) And that game was also superb if the story was not just a little weak. And there was actually a sequel produced for that title that was not brought over to the Americas and the rest of the world. It's very disappointing. Following that game up, I believe there was, uh, if I remember correctly, Dual Destinies in, I think, 2012? 15? I don't, don't remember. Um... Uh, and dual destinies was a pretty good game. It had a good story. It you know had that classic chilling thrill ride that uh, every Phoenix game must contain. The uh, following that there were there was uh, I can't speak today. <laughs> following that there was a crossover with the very famous Professor Layton series, perhaps slightly overrated series if you ask my opinion, which was really I don't know. It was kind of the worst in the series. I'll get to that later. After that, there was a game about Phoenix Wright's ancestors. I can't pronounce the title, but, you know, if you're watching this podcast, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And that game was not ported over uh, to the rest of the world, which was also very disappointing. Preceding that game, or I guess fo- following that game, was Phoenix Wright Spirit of Justice. That it's. um... Phoenix Drive Spirit of Justice is perhaps the most disappointing game in the franchise, and I'll get to that in a second. And now we are eagerly awaiting a new game in the franchise, and Capcom has promised that they are not only porting over all of the past games to the Nintendo Switch, but are also, in, uh, but are also working on a new game in the series for Switch, and they say that they have a neat little surprise for Ace Attorney fans, so a lot of stuff could be happening, but... This is State of the Fandom, I'm Saxmas Prime, let's get right down into it. So the original game, you know, it was a very good game. Here's my relationship to it, if you want to know. I'm a younger gamer, and this game has, uh, I guess it was popular when I was roughly three years old. And this game, you know, it it means a lot to me, because it was one of my first video games. My parents would play it. I, I played it as well on their DS Lite. And, you know, it's it's very well-designed. It's not, a, per se, a video game, even. It's more like an animated choose-your-own-adventure is what it feels like. On a graphical level, the sprite work is very solid. It's some of the best you will ever see of that, you know, variety on the Nintendo DS. Uh, characters are very fluidly animated. They're very... Uh, Lots of personality put into that sprite work. The characters really come alive; they don't feel like robots, um, or you know, just AI, artificial artificial intelligence. The uh, the music is considered one of, if not the highest point for the this franchise. Lots of songs from the Phoenix Wright series of games have been you know dubstepped, remixed, you know, whatever, all that in the bag of chips. So people love the music, and it's great, you know. The uh, the first two, the the first three games, the classic trilogy, the the music was created for the Game Boy Advance, not for the Nintendo DS, which is how I played it. I, I live in America, of course, so the uh, the music might seem a little bare compared to its uh, DS uh uh successors. However, it's still excellent. The music on all three games is uh, boosted a little bit for the DS hardware. Oddly enough, Trials and Tribulations, the third game, it does the music does feel a little more barren. It has a different composer, but it is it's still excellent. You're not gonna you're not gonna be disappointed by playing these games, uh, soundtrack wise. Story is where things get really down to business. So, people I've seen videos, of different YouTubers talking about. How you must play this game and how you have to have everyone give it a shot. I've tried this and, and nobody really gets into it. I've had maybe had one person, a, a very close and personal friend of mine, who's got into it. But that's it. People typically don't like these games unless they know what, it, unless they've had experience with it prior to me introducing them. Because if you're not new to it, it's very strange. So the premise as a lawyer, fledgling lawyer, you must solve a series of Murder mysteries, many of them often, uh, all of them intertwined, uh, leading up to a final mystery that kind of caps off the game and resolves most, if not all, loose, en- loose ends. The, in each game, there is usually an overarching villain, um, characters are reused in each case and in each game, creating a more interwoven and interconnected, uh, story. So everything feels like it matters. It's like the Star Wars timeline, which I'll get into in a separate video, hopefully. <clears throat> so, um, so the first game has a plethora of cases. Each game typically has five cases. If it has six cases, that that makes it considerably longer, but it means that there's more story to tell. Um, for example, the first game—that's what we're talking about right now, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney—has, I believe. Six cases, if you're playing in North America. Uh, I think, cause wait, hold on, that's on the air. But there's the Turnabout Beginnings or whatever, Turnabout Sisters, Turnabout Samurai, Turnabout Miles Edgeworth, whatever. Oh, okay. So there are five cases in the first game. Um, this the fifth game was the fifth bullet. The fifth case was added as DLC uh, in the Wii version and on the DS uh, cartridge in the rest of the world it was built in. And it does take advantage of the DS hardware a bit more. And the DLC case as a matter of fact for Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney is one of the most important cases in the series because the... It's kind of its own little subplot is that characters from from that case will uh, reoccur They will pop up randomly in the series, Uh, more so than characters from, uh, I don't know, let's say, you know, Justice for All. So, it's a very important case, though, substantially harder than other cases in the game. So, there are five cases, each one very well thought out, though some of them might be really difficult. I would recommend, with all of these games, playing with a walkthrough to get the maximum enjoyment, because this is like a movie you're, you're just taking part in. Um uh let me think. So what else to say about this game? It's really like a 10 out of 10. Like it's it's hard to beat uh Phoenix Wright: Ace Attorney in terms of uh stuff to do. Gameplay is always broken down into two main components, investigations and move the microphone closer. Uh investigations and the courtroom. In the courtroom, your uh character is Forced to... Well, not forced. Your character presents evidence and uh, interrogates witnesses in order to prove your client as not guilty. In investigation segments, you have movement of your character, though not like with a joystick. You get to move to different areas, which are like single screen panels most of the time, and interrogate witnesses and investigate around and find evidence to present in court. The two parts of the game are very vitalic to each other. Um you cannot uh go into a court segment however without fulfilling all of the uh quests that you have to fulfill in investigations mode. So it's not like an open world do whatever you want. Decisions aren't like super I don't know how to say this. Decisions don't matter nearly as much because the game already is programmed to go one way. However <clears throat> However, it still doesn't, it doesn't feel like the game is forcing you to go one direction or the other, per se. It, you know, it feels like you're, you're uh, you know how in some roller coasters, like, I don't know, the Buzz Lightyear ride at Disneyland, you can shoot, but you're also riding along just observing. It's kind of like that. You can take, you're taking part, and uh, it's kind of like you're shooting the little puzzle pieces in to uh, behold the grand picture. It's a little weird to describe. The second game, uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, uh, Justice for All, I believe is what it was called. You know, it's a pretty good game. The first case is creative with Phoenix getting knocked out having amnesia in the courtroom. Uh, Pretty good cases. I believe there are five here as well. Um, Introduces recurring villain Misty Faye. Uh, Misty? Is that her name? Oh my goodness, I can't remember. If someone in the comment section can tell me who is the antagonist that is introduced, I think it's Misty. I'm going to call her that for right now. But she is a primary antagonist in the Phoenix Wright series. Um. In this game, they the writers try to take liberties with the story a little more. The stories are creepier, a little bloodier, more violent, I would say. We still, still write a rated T game. The final case flips the conventions on its head of this title because, um, let me think, what was I going to say? (laughs) Well, because up until this point, every case you get in the first two games, your client is always not guilty. But the final case turns that convention on its head when uh, your client might turn out to be guilty in the end. You know, spoilers, but you you should play that. The last case is the most important, but in the in the in this game. However, it still you can still see it coming from a mile away. I mean, it's not it's not like the de Resistance. It's kind of the weaker of the three classic games. The third one, Trials and Tribulations, is in my opinion the best uh, game of the Phoenix Wright trilogy. It deals with the overarching villain of the entire uh, first three games. So I guess the entire series of entire classic series. Uh, her name, I believe, is Dahlia Hawthorne. And she is uh, one of... I would say she is the best villain in the Phoenix Wright franchise. But a lot of interesting stuff happens. Oh, I forgot to mention, in, in uh, Justice for All, they introduce a new gameplay mechanic, a gimmick you could say, called the Magatama. Or Magatama, or M- Magatama, I don't know how you say it. But it, it makes you... or uh, er, let me think. When you when you're interrogating witnesses, either in the courtroom or out, it's this little like amulet that you wear, kind of shaped like a backwards nine, I guess. And uh it, it'll have these spirit locks appear in front of the witness that shows how how uh how deep the secret is locked in their hearts. And you have to present evidence to break the locks and get the truth. In the third game, the Magatama uh, is used to death, it is, it's, it's very well implemented, it's, you not you never get tired of the gimmick, in the third game, you also play as Phoenix's mentor, who, spoilers, gets murdered in the second case of the first game, uh, uh Maya Faye, or no, Mia Faye, my bad, and, uh, what's interesting is that there are, like, these two storylines that happen at the same time, with the two characters all converging in the final case, Where you uh, confront the villain, uh, both past, present, and future, and kind of banish her to, well, hell, I guess. But that wraps up the third uh, and final game in the classic Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy. Moving on, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney. Now this game was a follow-up, I believe it came out in 2007. These games were coming out almost every year because they were all being ported over. Apollo Justice was created specifically for the DS, so the graphics got a little spruced up, so did the music, I believe. And Apollo Justice is not an easy game. (laughs) You'll enjoy it if you're an Ace Attorney fan. It discusses... uh, So the most important event in Phoenix, right, in the timeline, is Phoenix getting his badge revoked. And it's kind of like an unspoken event. You do get to play through uh, most of it, in Apollo Justice in the flashback sequence but it's this a, a sort of uh sort of I guess unseen event that uh, happens that completely changes the course of the timeline after the third game Phoenix gets his badge revoked new protege Apollo Justice comes back to not only clear his name but uh, finally resolve the demons of Phoenix's past Phoenix is now that that weird old dad guy You know, kind of like the weirdo uncle, the guy who everyone disowned last Christmas when he ate all the cookies that weren't for him. You know, you know who I'm talking about. Um, obsessed with grape juice, a funny nod to how dumb localization can be. Phoenix's character is is very odd. Also, he has a daughter now. What the heck? (laughs) Um, Trucy Wright, his adopted daughter, is your sidekick character in this game. Sidekick character. In the first three games it was Maya Faye who's a spirit medium. Very cool st- subplot. I would recommend checking it out. So moving on, apologized made use of the 3DS's various features, such as a microphone, and it had some very cool forensic sequences. The villain was very it was very interesting this game. It's it's much harder than the original three games. It's it's more hardcore I would say but uh the cases are are also longer it's just kind of like more it's like one three games packed into one i would say the final villain is is incredibly predictable you basically know who it is halfway through the game i mean you know like you start the second case the the final case rather and you know who the villain's going to be and it's just kind i don't know it's kind of lame because there's no like element of surprise at the end but it's still incredibly satisfying to watch The the freak-out animation when you expose him as the murderer that he is. Um, A lot of people don't like this game. I have no idea why. It is excellent. Um, Perhaps a little weaker because the story isn't nearly as good as the first three games. But it's definitely not the worst of the series or anything. Following that game up was Miles Edgeworth. or I believe it was called Ace Attorney Investigations Miles Edgeworth. A cool little subplot that takes place in the Phoenix Wright universe. uh, Between a couple of the games. And the cases happen out of order. In this game, there are no courtroom sequences. Instead, it's all investigations. And this time, you can control your character. Like, you know, walk him around and stuff. And the gameplay gimmick this time is logic. Where you can connect multiple ideas together in Miles' head to... Uh, to come to a conclusion. I'm not doing a very good job of explaining this game, so I'm sorry, but Miles Edgeworth is the primary antagonist, uh, I guess, of sorts, like an anti-hero of the first three games, and he's a prominent character in their other games. He's like the secondary character, the secondary main character. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention, Apollo Justice's gameplay gimmick was this bracelet he has that, like, makes you... It's called Perceive. It's when you, like find little twitches and someone's test when someone's speaking uh, to uh, expose that they're lying it's pretty cool it's really difficult to find the twitches I'll, I'll admit so use a we'll walkthrough on those as well but it's still fun you know it's cool the brace really dope too I wonder where I got it it's it is fresh spoiler alert but um huh <laughs> uh regardless. Miles Edgeworth is also a pretty good game, uh, villain, the villain is like this, this entity the entire game, and there is a twist, I shall admit, and it's a pretty good twist, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, revealing who the villain is, but the thing is, this game ends on a cliffhanger, and there was a sequel made, but not, not worldwide for some reason, I believe it was because the first game did not sell very well, but it was never translated, so there's basically this eternal loose thread hanging in the Phoenix Drive universe because Capcom never ported that game over. Which brings us to the part of uh, the title that I was saying earlier, the state of the fandom. See, this fandom, there's just nothing. You look up Phoenix Wright News on Google, I dare you right now, and it'll show you like an article from Giant Bomb, and it'll show you the Kotaku page, and that's it. There is no news for this series. Nothing is happening, and I feel like the Phantom has kind of died, and it's really tragic. Uh moving on. There was a long period of time between, I believe, 2011, 2014, 2012. I think it was 2013 when they revealed this game. Uh there was a period of time when there was no new Phoenix Wright at all. The game just kind of stopped progressing. Up until they announced Dual Destinies, which introduced third character, Athena Sykes, who can use emotions, I guess, I don't know, it was a weird gimmick. Uh, She can use emotions, emotion sensing during someone's testimony to tell if they're lying or something. It's it's, it's weird, it's also cool. Now there are three members of the Wright Law Office, I guess. Phoenix Wright's back, uh, got his law badge, got his law degree back, I guess. He can be a lawyer now. Apollo Justice works for him, so does Athena Sykes, this new character, and it does a very good job of fleshing out Athena's character as well as establishing sort of a new lore into the Phoenix Wright universe. Proceeding, or following this game, is the Professor Layton and Phoenix Wright, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, I think. And I mean, this is my least favorite Phoenix Strike game. Professor Layden... Uh, the, the problem with Professor Layden is it feels like fake Phoenix Strike. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this down in the comments. But it, it's just not, you know... It feels like if Phoenix Strike done differently, but it's too cartoony. It's not serious enough. And the stories just are not interesting. I own one uh, Professor Layden game now. It's the um, Miracle Mask, I believe. And... It's just, you know, not interesting. The story is so bland and boring, and the puzzles are so like randomly difficult that I just have no reason to keep playing that game. So this this combination of the two series is probably the best thing that's happened to Professor Layden. The series, I'll admit, but it's just it's just decent. Like the stories, the there's a grand reveal at the end that that feels very satisfying once you once you played it all. But it's just like, the the courtroom sequence is just not very interesting, it's not very real, you know, it feels too anime, I guess, which is ridiculous, because essentially both of these series are anime, and Phoenix Wright does have an anime nowadays, but, um, you know, it's just, it, it just wasn't very interesting. Uh, barring that, it's still got solid gameplay, gameplay-wise, there's nothing to knock on it, but... Just in terms of music and everything, it's just boring, just plain boring. I dreaded the Professor Layton segments. That that's another reason why that game sucked. It, it was because, ugh, voice crack there. It was because <laughs> it was because the game felt it felt like Level Five. The company behind uh, many games, most notably Professor Layton, what we're talking about now. It felt like they took they were in charge a little too much. Uh, the development history of this game is long and storied And kind of famous Because level 5 and Capcom clashed In a lot of their decisions But it seems like level 5 Came out on top uh, In terms of story And characters and what they were able to do So the game Feels overwhelmingly like a Professor laden game that just so happens To have Phoenix Wright Every Phoenix Wright segment you play It feels like oh come back there- There's not enough of them and what's crazy is that they released so many Professor Layton games on such a frequent basis. Up until now, we've we've just got the Lady Layton game, uh, which followed Late, which was preceded by Layton Brothers. So most so mobile ki- type of games. But, I mean, up until that little drought section, Professor Layton was getting game after game after game. There there was no drought. So it felt odd that I was playing a game. Professor Layden game over a, a series that has barely had any mainline installments in 10 years. So, you know, it's a little odd. Just a little odd. The Phoenix Wright segment should have been longer. They should have done more with the story. But but really, that's it. It takes place with a younger Phoenix, so that's nice. But still. Um, That's probably the best part of that game, is that it takes place during the original trilogy of phoenix Wright games the new phoenix wright he just looks like old i i hate that so much in the new games they treat phoenix like an old man you know he looks fatter visually as well his hair looks weird it's just like a more unlikable character now which is just a little disappointing to me but the the next game the weird die saibon whatever Phoenix Wright's ancestors. I'm not particularly interested in that game, but it sucks that it was not ported over. It's just very strange, because what does Capcom exactly have to lose? They make billions um, not billions, but they make hundreds of millions of dollars off of uh, such lucrative titles as Street Fighter. So I'm—I'm I'm a little confused, uh, as well as Mega Man: The Legacy Collection. They make lots of money on those, so I, I'm confused as to why they didn't port it over. They have shut down fan translations, which leads people, fans to believe that they're gonna port it over eventually, which isn't too far out, but you know, whatever. (laughs) That game was a little odd. It had Sherlock Holmes in it, which I guess is pretty cool, but you know, it's just not very engaging. Spirit of Justice was supposed to tie up all the loose threads. uh, Established in Apollo Justice 10 years earlier. Um, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Spirit of Justice most recent game however it uh nine years earlier but it it just you know this the story fell flat on its face it introduced a new character as apollo justice's father not biological but his father and it just didn't seem like the story didn't seem so tense anymore it's like oh yeah i'm, I'm your dad guess what he was there the entire time oh guess what apollo justice was born in asia apparently Guess what? Look at that. It's not like they could have told us, told us that earlier. There's a very interesting plot thread where Apologists and Trucy Wright are siblings. But they don't know it. Um. And they have a mother character who is in hiding. But they just don't touch upon it. And the final villain of the game is so predictable that it's just... You know, you just beat the game just for the sake of beating it. Um... The other cases in the game case five drags on for way too long i've heard that complaint and i have to uh reaffirm it it does take play it's way too long there are two murders you solve in one case they should have just split it up but regardless um the first case uh it's really easy really predictable what you expect the second case is it's just disappointing i'm like this is a phoenix strike game it's in an odd format there's one investigation uh sequence and the, there are no real twists or turns or anything. It's like, oh, look at that. It's another murder. It's something I would rather read in a Wikipedia article than play. The third case was also really boring. Maya being accused for murder is not something that... It's not like that's been done 500 billion times in every case in every game. It's just not a very creative title. It's not written by the series creator, which probably has something to do with it. Um, third case does not have an investigation sequence at all, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, fourth, fourth case, um, am I thinking of the right thing? I can't remember the fourth case. It wasn't very memorable. Um, fifth case takes place, uh, well, fifth case is, uh, addresses Apollo's lineage and it's just not, they could have done so much more. So that's the series so far. Recently they announced Series 2, uh, Season 2 of, uh, the anime. I watched a little bit of the first episode. It's, it's alright. Like it's, that's what I would imagine a Phoenix Ride anime to look at. There was a Phoenix Ride movie. Haven't seen it. It looks like crap. I know a lot of people think it's re- really good, but I don't even want to watch it. It looks really cringy. You know, it's, it's a great game series that's been mistreated. And now we've been told that they're releasing a new game in quarter... uh, Well, they're releasing a new game in fiscal year 2018, which could be anywhere from now to May 2019. Or, I believe, March 2019. I'm not sure. But here's what sucks. Is that these games now follow an every two years uh, release pattern. And Capcom has promised not only collections of the past games for the Switch, but they have also promised... A new game, apparently, and a what they deem a uh, pleasant surprise for Ace Attorney fans. Uh, no word on these at all. Just you know, swept that one under the rug. No one, no one cares. No one knows. No one's written any articles. There's no, n- not, nobody's talking about this at all. It is a barren and empty subject. This this podcast episode will be the first time somebody has discussed Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney and what i think is like 6 months it's what is it, like 7 7 months i would how would say uh, 7 8 months it's it's psychotic it's ridiculous so um <laughs> i need water that was that was a big huge rambling speech i just gave but you know, I, I'm waiting eagerly. This year, at least in 2018, we should get something on Ace Attorney, but it doesn't look like we're going to. It looks like Mega Man 11 was Capcom's big debut for 2018, and that's it, which sucks a lot, because I don't want to wait any longer for a, a new Phoenix Strike game. Uh, What that pleasant surprise could be that was mentioned really could be anything. I think it's going to be something like they're finally... Releasing one of their uh, games that has been lost in untranslation, like Ace Attorney 2, or Miles Edgeworth 2, or the detective game. Or they could be releasing a sequel to Ghost Trick, which I should discuss in a separate video. One of the most underrated games of all time. Uh, made by Capcom, same writer as Ace Attorney. Excellent game. E- absolutely excellent. Deserved a sequel. Never got one. <sighs> getting a little off topic here but now for our final section of state of the fandom i would like to end on a positive note and ask what can we do to protect this this fandom what can we do to preserve it and what can we do to advance it i think the best thing that can be done is just to just not stop talking about it there's no good videos really on phoenix Drive like theories or anything you don't see the game theorists Game theorists have done one Phoenix Wright video, and that's it, and like five bazillion Five Nights at Freddy's videos. What what the heck? (laughs) How does that make sense? People need to be talking about this more, so if you have a YouTube channel, you have a Twitter, Facebook, all that pizzazz, all that jazz, please, don't let the conversation die. Keep talking about this. Promote it. That's the other thing. Do a little bit of video game missionary work. Promote this game recommend it to friends <clears throat> get people playing it and talking about it so it'll gain more traction and Capcom knows that people still care um third maybe i don't know kickstarter uh write a, write a letter to uh the president um uh travel to europe and submit a complaint to the UN um so yeah <laughs> That is the end of our first episode of Fandom Podcast. Hopefully, next time we'll have a co-host. Unfortunately, it was just me today, Saximus Prime. Saximus Prime, of course. uh, The origin of this name shall be discussed at a later date, but it's got something to do with the saxophone. And, uh... Something to do with the saxophone. And high school and Mjolnir, and Shazam, so look forward to that, it's gonna be great, um, so yeah, this is my first episode, um, our first episode, I don't, this is gonna be sort of a whatever podcast, whatever I deem fit to talk about, Marvel Cinematic Universe, comic books, video games, movies, Star Wars, lots of video games, lots of Star Wars, you know, whatever, I, uh, whatever is deemed fit for you guys to listen to, always kid-friendly, never swearing, uh, kind of to detoxify from all the nastiness that is in everything else in the world, apparently, um, yeah, so, tell us what you think, uh, tell us what you think about this new podcast, if you want more episodes, and if you think if it's a good idea, also a uh, shout out to my best friends YouTube channel uh Armenian Jedi 13 best very close friends since childbirth we were tied at the ankle you know best best friends done everything and a- anything and everything together inseparable since birth uh yeah his channel is great it's also kind of like a whatever thing right now but I think you'll really really enjoyed if you look into it please give him a like share uh like share comment and subscription please give us your attention and consideration and with that i will be signing off see you next time peace out